Williams rips one into the night, deep into right, way out of here. The Philadelphia Phillies are 2008 World Champions of Baseball. Oh my God, deep to right field, way up there, and way out of here. Second deck, walk off, home run. Welcome back to another episode of Stupid Money presented by the 6.0 Podcast Network. I'm your co-host, CJ Donfrey, alongside Billy Bruno, here to talk about the Phillies season thus far and some news that just broke uh, about like an hour ago of this recording. Um, Billy, how are you feeling? It's up and down, honestly. Um, it's a lot of what I expected with it's like just a little bit of maybe struggling in some areas that I thought we would struggle in. And that was, has been the case. Um, little disappointed on a couple of people with their performance, thought they've been doing a little bit better as a whole. It's kind of what I expected, but after seeing the first week of the season, I'm disappointed at like where we are right now. I think it's becoming more clear that the end of the rotation is a much bigger concern than what I initially anticipated. I was, I bought into the spring training, Matt Moore hype. Um, He stinks. Chase Anderson imploded yesterday. Like outside of our top three guys, Nola Wheeler, Eflin, it's a guaranteed loss pretty much, you know? I saw a stat that only one time so far this year that uh, Anderson or Moore got past the fourth inning. Like, that's just not going to work. Like, that's just bad pitching. And, for example, yesterday against the Rockies, Harper. And also, by the way, we're in the middle of a Harper hot streak, and we're just throwing it away because we were up 2 nothing, two Harper bombs, and just, what, a seven spot for the Rockies? Uh, it. I don't even, I forget what inning it was, and they ended up losing 12 to Fourth inning. Fourth inning, yeah. Like, we're coming off two series losses. Uh, thankfully, didn't get swept by the Giants. I'm looking at the schedule now. I remember going into that game. I'm like, if we get swept by Gabe Kapler's Giants, I don't know what I would do. Um, unfortunately, I thought we would get the series win against the Rockies, but except that fourth inning implosion. Um like you said, coming off like that beginning series of the season, I thought this was a different team. I thought this was a different season. I was feeling great, but this team is, it just is what it is. It's, it's, it's like a 500 team. I think I saw another stat that ever since the 10th game of the season, they've been five and five, six and six, seven and seven, eight and eight, nine and nine, you know, they can't, they're not going to win more than two in a row, but they're not going to lose more than two in a row, you know? Well, yeah, that's the thing. We have three extremely talented pitchers in the start of a rotation. And anytime they go out there, you should feel pretty confident that you have a decent chance of winning the game. But then, like you said, there's no chance you can win when Moore or Anderson is starting. Although I think I did see that Vinny V is expected to be in the rotation instead of Matt Moore, which is sad that that's an upgrade, but it is. Matt Moore really should not be on the roster. 
anymore. Um, but then I heard yesterday, we are second in the National League in batting average, which I was a, very shocked to hear that because we just must stink at batting with runners in scoring position since it seems like we can't score. And it's, the batting average isn't even high. It was 247 going into yesterday's game. So that really shouldn't be second in the National League, but it is. But you got Bryce Harper going on an absolute tear right now. Like you said, we're wasting his hot streak. I am disappointed in certain people like Alec Bohm. I think he should be playing a little bit better. Didi Gregorius, I think he should be hitting better. Uh, McCutcheon, he's not even looking like the MLB player right now. But then I am pleasantly surprised. Like Nick Maton, kid can play. Kid can yeah. Out. I saw, I tweeted it. I think you tweeted it as well, or you liked the tweet. This, when everyone's healthy, he's going to have to like play in some role. Um, maybe he can play the outfield. That would be fantastic if he could. I know that he's been taking fly balls and batting practice, but again, that's not really the same thing. But kid can play. Um, Reese Hoskins, he looks fixed, which I'm very happy to say. I kept my belief with him, but he's using the whole ballpark, which is great. Uh, but yeah, other than that, I mean, it's just really up and down. We can't get seems like a good streak going after that first five games yeah it's it's very frustrating to watch because I agree like I'm I'm very happy with what I'm seeing in a broad sense you know there's there's obviously like like you said the McCutcheons the Bohms like yeah I'd like them to play better I'd love to see the center field position produce more um but it seems like the bad parts of this team are what is really holding them back of ripping off three, four, five in a row. And that's, what's frustrating. That's ripping off five game winning streaks is what eventually pulls you away from the pack and gets you a wild quarter wild card, or even a division. Um, you know, I, I think when everyone gets healthy, Girardi really does need to do a little bit of reshuffling with the lineup. Um, Gene Segura, another guy, really happy with what he's doing. You know, just putting the ball in play, looking like that Mariners Gene Segura that we thought we were getting. It's really unfortunate he got hurt, but injuries will happen when they happen. Doesn't really, injuries don't care about uh, the success of your team. They'll happen. Um, when he gets healthy, I'd like to see him in the leadoff spot because not having a guy on base from the leadoff spot is a little tough, especially with. Hoskins and Harper both hitting well right behind. Um, you know, hopefully get McCutcheon down down on the lineup a little bit more. Get him seeing some more fastballs. Hopefully he'll get right. Um, like you said, I don't know. It might just be you know us being too optimistic, but I would love to see Maton at center. Um, yeah, I don't know if he can do that. I really want him to play. I know. But- yeah. I mean, I think you got to throw him out maybe in left first and just be like, give McCutcheon a day off. McCutcheon's playing, right? Like, he might not even be playing every day, like, with what he's doing. Throw Joyce out there or throw Brad Miller out there because McCutcheon batting 150 just ain't going to cut it. Like you said, there's no way he should be leading off anymore. You got to switch it. Yeah. He needs to retire probably. Yeah, I would not be surprised if after this year, if he doesn't get back to form, I would not be surprised if he walks away because he does, even though he looks physically, you know, his knee looks good. He looks a little bit quicker. His eye just isn't there. 
Um, he's not even really drawing that many walks. Um, in terms of Maton, I think he's athletically and physically able to play outfield. It might just be too quick of a switch, you know, if this were the offseason and he could genuinely get a lot of time in the outfield, that's a whole different story. Um, you know, it could just be us being optimistic that he even could play uh, left field. We'll see because I agree if he keeps this up and Segura comes back, he's fully healthy. There's like no way you can't not have him in the lineup. Well, if he's able to, obviously you can't sustain this exact level of production because he's batting over 400. But if he just stays being able to hit, it's making that Didi Gregorius contract look stupid mm-hmm. because he's playing better than him. Didi stinks on defense. That's, I mean, that's clear to me. He's five mm-hmm. errors already. That's, a, that's atrocious. At second most for shortstops, I believe. Yeah, I think I saw he's already – he's definitely in the negatives for defensive run saved this year, um, which is not good. I know Girardi talked about it in one of his press conferences. He said he's not worried about it, but that could just be coach speak. Um, Girardi yeah, is like, annoying me a little bit, and I was a Girardi guy with the hire, but he does seem to be having too much of that coach speak in his answers so far. And we don't need a double switch every single game. Yeah, I know. That's been frustrating. Like, I don't Especially. Under, he's trying to overthink it, I think. Like, yeah. For, I think it was the Giants series. Like, the people that we had in the lineup, you just didn't really expect the win because so many people were hurt. But, like, you don't need to sub Roman Quinn in for Mickey Moniak in the sixth inning. Yeah. Like leave Roman Quinn should be there to strictly only pinch hit or pinch run. I'm sorry. Um, Cause he, he can't hit at all. And I've yeah. been a Roman Quinn guy. You know that I love the idea of a Roman Quinn. And if he just like bunted every time or hit, tried to hit the ball on the ground, I think he'd be fine. But that's yeah, not good what things would happen. Yeah. Um, you know, I've been thinking and I've been talking a little bit about, you know, we kind of have this idea of Bryce Stott as kind of like the heir apparent to DD at short. What if it's Maton right under our nose? You know, I, I mean, obviously, like you said, he'll come back to earth a little bit because he's hitting above 400 right now. But like, I, I mean, I honestly, he's athletic, got a great stroke. So far, he's laying off like he's not being fooled. He has a great eye. Um, I see him hovering like 270, 275, 280. Like, I think that's very doable. Um, you know, and I, I really like the way he plays. I was reading uh, some articles on him, and I forget who exactly compared him to Utley. But once I saw that comparison, I was like, oh, let's go. Uh, they were comparing him that's to Utley in terms, of, in terms of the way he approaches the game, even from like spring training and even last year's spring training. They were like, they were very impressed at his preparation and the way he approaches each game. Well, it could be Maton. I mean, he is definitely making light of his opportunity right now, but both Segura and Didi have this year and next year on their contract. If Maton is the guy, like maybe you can trade one of them, let Maton play somewhere else if he can. I don't know. But then Maton slides into one of their holes, and if Bryson Stott, if he is the real deal, he slides into the other one. So then you have the middle of your infield right there. 
um, which would be great because you need talent to be brought up through the system to be able to be good. And obviously the Phillies have tried to fill holes by just signing free agents. And we know that hasn't worked and we still have glaring holes. Like yeah. to me, center field has been such a problem and it still would not be my first thing I would go target in a trade. I would need starting pitching. Yeah, no. So I was actually just about to bring up, I think before the season or like the first couple games, I would have said, I think they're going to get a center fielder. And actually, even though I would be hundred percent for it, I think, I think we're, we should get ready for a Dombrowski move between now and the deadline, because in his 10 years across the league, he has never not made a splash splash at the deadline. Um, and actually I think Stott might be available with the surge, with the surge of Maton, which honestly, I, if it's the right move I'm here for. Um, but now, knowing what I know, however many games we, we, we're in, I want a fourth guy. I want, I, want a, I want another formidable pitcher. Now, it doesn't have to be an ace. It very well could be because that's, that's right up Dombrowski's alley. But get me like a, get me like a guy that'll, with a four ERA, like 380 ERA, you know, will give you six, seven of two run ball. That's what I want. It doesn't have to be, doesn't have to be a huge huge blockbuster trade that shifts the entire division to our favor. You know that would be nice. I will say, but I give us a chance to win. You know, and more Velasquez or Anderson just doesn't really cut it. No, it doesn't. We're not going to make the playoffs if this is how the rotation stays. I mean, it's simple as that because you're going to lose the vast majority of those two games in the rotation. I think there's still a couple of vets out there that have not been signed that would just clearly be better than a Chase Anderson or Vinny V. And one of them is Cole Hamels. I know he's older. I know he was injured last year. But why not go sign him? He wants to pitch. He's so much better. And the fans would love it. And it would give us a lefty in the rotation. I see no like reason not to do it. Yeah. I mean, honestly, the stars are really aligning for that move, you know, come full circle. Um, he fits a need. Maybe there's something we don't know. Maybe he really has regressed that much, but for me, it's hard to believe. Um, but yeah, something has to be done. Um, and okay. I completely forgot about this. Let's talk about the news today for one of the needs that we were just talking about, center field. They call up Odubel Herrera. He's in the starting lineup today. Um, I have my opinions. Might differ from your opinions, so go ahead. Well, as you know, I've wanted him to make the opening day roster, and I think I was correct based on what we've seen from the center field position this year. But also, I don't know if they really gave Mickey Moniak a real chance. They brought him up. He obviously started, and he wasn't doing that great. He was struggling a little bit. But he was, like, just Girardi needed to have him play every day, and he wasn't doing it. He was still playing Roman Quinn, which I didn't like. And I've been pulling for Moniak. I think people get, wrote him off way too quickly. Um, you see some flashes there. 
it looks like he's not ready yet, which is a little troublesome because will he ever be? But yesterday, like he had a nice single to left field. He took it the other way. Like I would have just had him play a little bit more every day. So for me, the timing was wrong. Um, since they brought Moniak up, I would have just rode him for a little bit longer. But Odubel is the best option. He has been really um, since Hazley went out. Uh, he has been the best option. I don't think he's going to be great, but he's going to be formidable. So maybe that's all, all we want. Because right now, the only outfield they're ever getting any production out of is Bryce. We really have two holes uh, in the outfield. Just center field's a little bit more glaring than left. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a fan of it whatsoever. Um, I think they folded. I think they made the right decision not having them on the roster. Um, you know, in my personal opinion, there are some things bigger than baseball, and I really don't want to be fan, a fan of one of those organizations that kind of just brush domestic violence off to the side, like the Astros, like the Yankees. Um, however, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. And I guess it's an upgrade. You know, I'm, I firmly believe he, he's just not a good player now. Um, since 2015, which he, when he was good, he's had regression every year of at least 15 points off his batting average. Um, in 2019, he was going to get benched before he got suspended. He, yeah, I think he was hitting like 210. Um, but having said that, you know, if he does hit 200, that's unfortunately an upgrade of what we've been seeing. You know, I think at, uh, in the center field position, I think it's what? 0. 0.043 is is the batting average. Yeah, pretty um, bad. Pretty bad. And I have been doing the best out of all the options. That's true. Um, if they really thought they needed an upgrade, I would have rather went out and made a cheap trade. You know, for for a fourth outfielder on any given team or someone that is going to get traded, you know, um, for what, like two players to be named later. Um, I would have preferred that route, but I'm hoping it all works out. Uh, I'm hoping it's a good move and doesn't reflect that poorly on the organization. Um, do I think, do I think he's going to be up from here on out? I don't think so. Um, that's just a gut reaction. I don't know. I mean, if he struggles, they could bring Moniak back up if he's doing well in the AAA site. I don't think this really reflects poorly on the organization because multiple sports teams across different leagues, people have gotten second chances for doing this, what Odubel did, or even a little bit worse. So I don't think this is anything new. Um, if anything, I would reflect it poorly on Major League Baseball and the collective bargaining agreement and the Players Association who fought to have um, the ability for players who did something like O'Double um, and the teams were not allowed to fire them, like pretty much just cut them. Because if that happens in any other occupation, they're gone. They're fired. You do not get paid. Um, but the Players Association fought for it to be in the collective bargaining agreement and is he would still get paid millions of dollars. So they did that um, themselves and the league agreed to it. So that's what I would put my blame towards, which I do. I think that's completely stupid. 
the Phillies should have been able to cut him right away, not pay him a dime more. And other teams should be able to do that too. Um, I don't understand why that isn't the case. Um, but because it's there, it's the rules. I think the team is fine with doing it. So since they are clearly, they didn't cut him, like, I, I think it's better to have him here than to have him just sit in AAA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know you disagree, but if, like you said, if he hits 200, it's such a good upgrade for us. Yeah, and it's unfortunate, you know. It would be I, – I, I wish one of the outfielders – one of the center field options kind of like took the job and ran with it. And like, we wouldn't even think of a double ever again. And he would just kind of like go away, but that that's kind of like the situation that we're in, you know, unfortunately, I don't think we talked about Adam Hazley, you know, hoping all the best with him. Like we don't really know a lot what's going on. No idea. We can only spec. We can only speculate. And I really don't want to speculate. I don't want to put stuff out there, but bad thought right away when it happened i was worried that like the right away the media and all the fans were just saying how the center field position sucked how he sucks and like he couldn't handle it i don't know if that that could be completely off but that was my yeah. original thought because otherwise i just you don't have any idea why he left yeah at first when i first heard it i thought maybe like something with his family but the way reporters and Girardi sounded it did sound like mental health um and if that's the case like all the best with him take your time like doesn't matter put baseball in the past do what you need to do um because that stuff is really serious and I really hope it's not because of the media um I know Philly's really harsh but like you know sometimes it does get to you um but I think he had the best chance of taking I do too. with it. Like Roman Quinn, he's really not an everyday player at all. No. He's only in the majors because of his speed. Um, but like to me, if you brought Moniak up, just that's when you let him run with it. I would have brought mm-hmm. Odubel up before Moniak just because I didn't think he was ready. I would have wanted him to see um, some game action in AAA. And wh- when does their season start, by the way? They're still in their camp. Yeah, I think they have camp for a little bit longer, and then they start within the next couple of weeks. Um, okay, because, like, I wanted him sure. and, honestly, Kingery to just play a little bit down there. That's another thing. They, Kingery got in that bat and just didn't look like he improved at all. He was swinging out of his shoes. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm skeptical of a lot of the roster moves that they made so far, but that's just me. Um, I do think they'll get better. I think if I were to guess, they're going to either sign a pitcher or trade for a pitcher, shore up that bullpen. Uh, the offense is going to Which has been struggling as well. Bit. It's better than last yeah. year, but the bottom of that bullpen still stinks. And it, there's a couple yeah. injuries. Like Bradley and Alvarado, yes. they're not there. When they were there, you had – a solid four like you'd go Brogdon Bradley Alvarado Neris and you felt mm-hmm. comfortable and even like Coonrod's not bad he's it looks okay but is mm-hmm. horrendous yeah Hail, hailstorm stinks yeah I you need you need at least one more guy like that you feel confident in because just getting quantity in the bullpen just makes your confidence you know twofold you know 
just having that much more and that many directions to go on a night to night basis, just improves the team so much. Um, but yeah, I'm optimistic. I'm still optimistic. You know, it's not necessarily the start I, I dreamed of. However, if you told me we were hovering around 500 right now, I'd be like, okay, we're good. Let's go. Um, I will say with the two series coming up, so we got, we got the Cardinals starting today and then we roll into the Mets. I think we, we miss Jack Flaherty with the Cardinals and we miss DeGrom with the Mets. We need to win both the, those series. Yeah, I would agree. But the trend is looking downward. Um, from, we shouldn't be in this position from where we started the season. Um, and it's that's why I feel like this show has been more negative than positive because of the trend. And, I mean, that's I think it's fair to say. Um, there's really only been a couple of people that have been a nice shining ray of sunshine. On the, on the team, like Bryce Harper and Nick Maton. But everyone else is kind of – and Segura. Segura's been playing great. Everyone else, I feel like, has been a little bit below what we've expected. Maybe Reese Hoskins. Reese Hoskins has been playing well at all, as well. But other than that, like, the other guys are kind of just either on par or shooting ourselves in the foot. Yeah. We will see. Um, is there anything else you would like to leave off on? I don't know. They just need to pick their, their shit up a little bit. They do. They really do. You know, and I'm what really frustrates me is, you know, we know these Harper hot streaks and just absolutely torrid that he's just absolutely, it doesn't matter who's pitching. He's just hitting, hitting the ball hard. We know they're coming a couple times a year. And to see one getting wasted like it is right now is really frustrating. Um, it is. I bet it's frustrating for him. Oh, it definitely is. But I think the last thing that I have to say is that this division, like everyone kind of stinks right now. Like even the Mets, who seem like they're, they've been clearly playing the best baseball, like they're not that good besides the Grom and Stroman. Like they've got people who are underperforming in their lineup as well. And you know the Mets are going to Mets. At, at some point. So I think they just need to kind of like get through this workout there, the Kings, the Phillies do, and just try and get on the right path because like the Braves got no hit yesterday. The mm-hmm. Marlins and the Nationals, they're struggling too. Like this division is going to be a battle and it's going to take, I don't know, like five games over 500 to win it probably, something like that. It's not going to be a lot. Which is a little surprising because a lot of people thought this was like the best division in baseball. And, you know, seeing, like you said, the Braves got, they, they had a double header yesterday and they had one hit through 14 innings. They, they got one hit the game before and then no hit the next game. Um, Which should count as a no hitter in my mind. I think it should count with an asterisk to say this was a seven inning game, but it should officially count as a no hitter. If they count Nola's complete game, a complete game, then it, then it should be a no hitter. Um, so I think that will do it for this episode of Stupid Money. We really appreciate you guys listening. Um, we will be back uh, sporadically throughout the season. So keep checking in to our Spotify or wherever you listen. So for CJ Donifrey and Billy Bruno, we'll see you next time. And go Phils.